We're into episode two of this new series, the current series, where we follow the biggest bike race in Australia, the Tour Down Under. Now, some of us are in South Australia. Some of us are in Adelaide watching the race unfold, the women's race unfold live. Some of us are making their way across from the East Coast to uh, the capital of South Australia. I'm Mike Tomolaris, and we're joined by Matilda Reynolds. Tills, hello. How was your day? Good afternoon, Mike and team. Yeah, it was good. I did the uh, the standard beaches loop. Uh, I think I stopped at more lights than I actually rode. But uh, yeah, no, it was a nice Rico ride this morning. And um, yeah, it was just glued to the TV today. It was a spicy race, which was really good. Lee Hollywood Turner, bruised, battered, but still riding his bike long distances. At, uh, Hollywood, you're at the finish line today for stage two. Yeah, I had a great day today. Went for an early morning ride with my friends and then came back and I had a ride with the Green Edge team, which was great. We did a 30 loop, 30K loop along the beach, so the full team and some of the guys from Giant Global. So that was good. And then once we finished that, some of the uh, Global guys and Ali and myself and my friends rode out and watched the uh, women come around and then watched the finish. So it was a, it was a great day. Okay, we'll uh, unpack a few things. Uh, we'll talk about the women's second stage in just a moment. And we'll also do a little preview on the men's Tour Down Under, which gets underway on Tuesday evening through the streets of Adelaide. But let me remind you that we are powered, as always, by Black Sheep Cycling Apparel. And uh, it's great to have on board our brand new sponsor, Lawrence and the team from Onan Insurance Group. Uh, they are also involved in, the, in a big way. They're all cyclists, I believe, uh, Hollywood. You ride with some of the group. Yes, from, uh, well, Mike, can I just say I rode with one of the people from Honan today and he's a prick because I'm injured, I'm battered, I'm old, and he sensed weakness and he kicked, dug in the boot and dropped me up Norton Summit today. He thought it was funny. So, uh, yeah, the new sponsor, Chris from Honan, is a prick. But other than that, the rest of the team at Honan are fantastic. <laughs> okay, I'd like to think this is a children's program or a family program. Sorry, and I think you PG. said pick, didn't you? Uh, yeah, pick. Yeah, so toothpick. Right, that's exactly right. right. <laughs> Let's uh, talk about the uh, women's race, uh, stage two. Tills, mm. you watched it on the telly. I uh, drove 950 kilometres today. I didn't see much apart from the final sprint. One by... Alexandra Manley. Tell us about the stage. Yeah, it was a really spicy stage, which I think uh, we were all looking forward to. It was really unknown if it was going to be a sprinter's stage um, or a climber's stage. Um, in the end, it was a little bit of both. So it was really that that sprinter who can climb and and, and has a really strong kick at the end. Uh, there was um, a couple – it's a, quite a lumpy stage. So it wasn't just the um, QOMs that they were um, – you know, that the, the, the race was splitting up on. It was a drag up to those all day. And so there was quite a number of splits. So if you weren't to the front, um, then you were getting really dragged off the group. And, and that's the biggest thing. If you're not in position, you can people can start dropping wheels, gaps open up, and it's just way too hard. There was a headwind as well to, to try to close those gaps. Um, we saw a main split of the day um, go over the Quam. Uh, and, and you really saw team tactics come into play. We saw Brody Chapman really driving the group. 
evidently trying to set up a Sprat attack, which is exactly as the manual read is what happened. And Spratty did Spratty things and it was fantastic to see. It was certainly um, a win for cycling to see Amanda Spratt, much, much loved local home hero, uh, go off the front and almost hold it. She went off the front at um, about 5K to go, went up and over the the Quam near Mount Lofty uh, and tried to hold it all the way only to be caught with about um, less than 1K to go from the finish, 600 metres, yeah. So, But it was a very, very tough finish. Ruby was uh, Rose Gannon. She was tremendous because she was the one on the front for Green Edge who brought it back. Like she was just – like I thought – she was a sprinter because I thought she was a sprinter. Just I don't know much, but she, she it was her who caught Amanda in the end, who drove it back to her. Um, so that was impressive by her. And then I, I went, I was at the bottom corner. I, it's not rocket science. I thought whoever hits that bottom corner first will win, and and that's exactly what happened. And come around the corner, and she just went. Uh, bang and just, she even looked around just 50 meters to go and she did it comfortably she was uh alexander manley was re- like strong just strong tough it was a really good finish well done to her and the team but yeah to take it back from that the it, you know it, it, that that really hurt um grace brown's chances so we saw grace brown again try to get those bonus which she did she got the bonus seconds in the sprint preem we thought this race would come down to seconds uh she was ahead um and in a really good position but when ruby went uh, she did cause a gap. It was Grace Brown who had to chase it down, um, which really ruined her chances in the finish and then really set Alex up um, for the win. But one that I was really excited to see was actually Georgia Williams. So Georgia Williams, EF rider, um, used to be a um, Jayco rider, came over to EF. This is her first time with the team. Uh, and she has been a super domestic for... Um, Bike Exchange, Team Jayco, whatever, all the um, various names it's had uh, since her beginning into that team. She's rarely had the opportunity to ride for herself, climbed fantastically, um, great friends with Alex Manley and just couldn't get over her at the end. She also is a very, very strong rider, so brilliant climbing and um, just fantastic to see her um, come in second as well. Tils, is it fair to say that uh, some of the big-name riders that uh, have entered this race, you know, your, your, your Chapmans, uh, your Sprats, uh, your Grace Browns, uh, are they somewhat frustrated by the way this race has developed so far? Um, I think, no, I think I, I think it's been great to see. I wasn't sure whether it was going to be Brody Chapman or, or, or Spratty who was going to take the mantle. And then same again with Bike Exchange. Um, it's become evident that it's, um, it's either... Um, Ruby Rose McGannon or, or Alex Manley. So, no, I think it, the, the cream's risen to the top. It's such a hard – it's so early in the season. So there will be some unbelievable riders in that pack, which we won't see their true form until July. But I really do think um, – I think that age-old thing of if you're flying in January, you're not going to fly in July, I think that's really pretty old school now. And we see the pros. We see Walt Van Aert just – tearing the world apart and come the classics he'll be doing that again yeah i mean it was a very tough stage as you say they started from uh birdwood and made their way to your adler which effectively is right across the adelaide hills up and down uh they didn't start from a from a suburban area of adelaide it was in the hills all the way so very undulating uh so early in the race that would have been tough for the ladies 
it was also just so hot. It was, um, it was a really hot day today. It would have been um, close to 40 out there. And what people don't realise, whatever your, um, you know, your iPhone's telling you what the weather is, it's usually far, far hotter on the road with the heat coming up from the tarmac. So, yeah, they would have been melting out there and it'll be interesting yeah, to see who can bounce back from that um, for for the um, the big the Queen stage for tomorrow. Um, but yeah, how was it on the ground, Turner? Yeah, today honestly, like it's funny. I was climbing up Norton's and the the Italians I was with, they were melting. They were having a meltdown because it was so hot. And I looked at my PC eight, and it said it was uh, thirty nine point nine degrees. So it was uh, it was very very hot on the road. So yeah, so it's going to be so interesting tomorrow because doing corkscrew yesterday, it's such a vicious and brutal little climb. It just God, it's going to be so interesting. Those time gaps can just get blown to pieces. If so, if someone's climbing stronger than the rest and they could really just take so much time in that short or someone could lose so much time in that short little climb because it really it hits uh, pitches at 20%. It is a brutal climb, short, sharp and nasty. Hey, Hollywood, you're almost 200 centimetres tall. Uh, I guess you get a good bird's eye view when you go to the finish line. But the crowds, what are they, three, four, five deep on either yeah, side of the good. barrier? Yeah, what, what do they yeah, see? It, yeah, it was good. It was a really good uh, good crowd. So I was surprised. Not, I shouldn't say I was surprised. I expect it now. It was a good crowd. It was a really good buzz at the finish line. Everyone's banging on the fence. I think there was a people hoping Matilda was there, but unfortunately she wasn't. She was rich, ripped off. She should have been there. Free, free Reynolds, settle, settle, free Jimmy Whelan. They both should be there. Jimmy well, Whelan won it last year, it? and he didn't even get I an invite s- this year. Hollywood, I saw that photo uh, that you sent me uh, about waltzing Matilda Reynolds. What's all that about? <laughs> uh, the just fan club. Matilda's got. She's got fans. She's a very popular rider. She's got fans. Yeah. Boy crushes. There's fans. Mate, I'm sure we were related. Settle down. Settle down. Settle down. Doesn't no, Matilda don't right, ruin a good yeah. story. No, well, Matilda's problem is she's too uh, humble were... and too shy. Okay, so getting back to the GC because it sets it up for tomorrow. Um, it's actually going like I would still be picking Amanda Spratt, but she's actually 14 seconds down. Um, on the likes of Grace Brown, who's probably um, so you've still got Alex Manley, Georgie Williams. Um, uh, Ruby in front of her, but um, yeah, I really think um, the two that I would be very much looking out for would be Amanda Spratt and Krista DeBell, who's also from EF, and she is a fantastic climber, and both of them are 14 seconds down on GC. Uh, so I think they're going to be, you saw the way that Spratty climbed today, it would have really emptied her that effort, um, and unfortunately when she got past, she almost stopped um, and and so wasn't able and conceded a little bit of time there at the end, but that fourteen seconds, um, yeah, I think is going to every second is going to count tomorrow on on the corkscrew. Listen for those of uh, those view- listeners who are uh, listening to us from outside of Adelaide and outside of Australia. Just describe the corkscrew. Hollywood, Hollywood. you did it. Uh, honestly, if if it's honestly it's it's hard. It's like basically getting your penis and slamming it in the car door. Just that sort of the same feeling. It is brutal. It is vicious. It is. Uh, it's short, sharp. It's got this run in. It has pitches of twenty percent. It's unrelenting. It's just nasty. Yeah. So it's about three point three k at seven percent, which doesn't sound too um, hard. But the challenge of it is, it climbs for quite a bit leading into that. Um, so what you're going to see is the teams are going to get on the front. They're going to drive it as hard as they can into the base of that climb. You're going to see the likes of Georgie Howe, 
Um, and it's really going to be around positioning. I think Jayco certainly have the manpower to get, as does Trek, to get people into the bottom. And you're going to see some of those GC riders just trying to um, position themselves. But there will be a, a mad rush to the bottom of that climb and then, yeah, let the let the climbers free. Well, Tills, from what you've seen so far, uh, two stages, two big stages, what do you think will happen? Who will win this? Who's got the legs to climb Corkscrew and finish up uh, victorious? Um, I'm still, I'm still, yeah, I, I think it is at Chris, um, out of Chris or, or, or Spratty, but I'm, I'm going to go just, I'm going to go with my heart, which is usually why I never win on sports bet. Um, but I'm going to go with Spratty. Um, I think she, she's back. She's determined. She's backed by an incredible team and she just, you know, this is her home and, and it's just, I, I think for people that don't know, Amanda has had a lot, she had a lot of, um, challenges with um she had some issues with her um veins in her legs and had to have operations she was only just coming back from that last year this has been the first time in almost two to three years that she's had a proper pre-season um and it really feels like she's back so expect her to be well looked after and yeah i'm gonna go with her coming away with the uh, orange jersey all right let's wait and see for that one okay let's talk about the uh, men's race now it kicks off in Adelaide CBD with a 5.5-kilometre prologue. You know what I like about this Tour Down Under? It's got a new race director in Stuart O'Grady. He's trying new things. You know, for 25 years, uh, this race, this Tour Down Under, the men's race, has been, um, I guess, so predictable with a Wollonga finish. Uh, you know, the stages have been uh, quite predictable. And it's been a, a very conservative race in terms of uh, the stages, finishing with an Adelaide street race uh, for so long, uh, an anticlimax, if you ask me. But Stewie has tried to change the face of the Tour Down Under with a Mount Lofty finish on the final day and uh, some new stages are being introduced, beginning with uh, the Barossa Valley. It's not so new, Barossa, but uh, it's great. And Stewie's trying to rejuvenate this Tour Down Under. Um, and what I like about the, the men's race is the arrival of uh, a four-time Tour de France winner in Chris Froome. You've got Geraint Thomas. You've got so many uh, GT Grand Tour winners. Another one is Jai Hindley, of course. I haven't got my notes in front of me, having just arrived after a 950-kilometre drive, but <laughs> it's stacked with good talent and winning potential. What do you think, Hollywood? Yeah, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Tomorrow, though, my pick for the prologue is the Australian rider, Miles Scotson. I reckon it's got his name written all over it. You heard it first. I, I honestly believe Miles Scotson will win tomorrow. Mm. What do you like about no, you're not, the, uh, not convinced. the the, you're not the convinced, course? Mike. No, no, no. Look, the 5.5-kilometre prologue is basically an opportunity for somebody to wear the leader's jersey. It could go to Miles Scotsman. It could go to Chris Froome. I mean, the margins will be tiny. Froome, and whoever no, gets that leader's Froome's jersey – No, I'm only – look, I'm only joking. <laughs> I, I, well, oh, am I joking? Chris <laughs> – Chris Froome may do something out of the ordinary. I mean, we might see crashes. It's 5.5 kilometres around uh, the War Memorial Drive there. I mean, it doesn't really matter who gets the jersey. It's just a matter of somebody getting that jersey for the next stage. But, Jules, I want to ask you, uh, what do you like about this men's race coming up? Uh, What I like is how close it's going to be. So it's going to literally be a game of seconds. Um, So they're even saying if you don't, um, even though it sounds quite ridiculous, the men are starting off with 5K, 
Um, but there can be huge differences. So if you think you got to start really looking, who are the track riders? Who are the track endurance riders? Not who are the sprinters, not who are um, the climbers. This is absolutely a track endurance uh, stage. And they're saying if you're out or if you're too far back on this stage, it's over. You won't be able to make the seconds up. So this will be a race, I think, um, that's not play back if it's not, but uh, of seconds. And so I think that's going to make it exciting where I, I'm going to, we're going to see the men's really fighting it out for the sprint creams. Um, and so I'm picking a rider who might have like a strong, like be able to climb really well and, and be quite a strong sprinter, potentially Caleb, but potentially someone more like Ethan Hader who um, can climb really well, but is um, a very strong rider. Um, very strong track rider as well. Um, and so I think um, he'll be one to watch as well. Um, what happened with uh, Nicole Frayne today? Did she race? Is she here? I just, this is a serious question. What did she uh, do? No, she yeah, was... she made the top, she made the top, she made the top 10. Um, but uh, yeah, I think, look, I, I'm not sure how hurt she'll be. And obviously, you know, she had that horrific crash last year in July. And so it's always hard when you sort of start to become that person that crashes. But um, yeah, she um, did crash uh, and, and unfortunately took out one of the Bridge Lane riders, Emily Watts. Uh, I, I did see that Emily was able to limp uh, to the line, but Nicole was able to bounce up um, pretty easily. And she, uh, she made her way into the top 10, which she'll be pretty happy with. Um, the other one I want to call out is actually Danny DeFrancesco, Winner of the NRS, um, first time riding with a pro team. She was uh, in our team, the ACA Cycling, last year, and she was fantastic. She also was in that top 10 and was in that um, key group uh, that, that was able to sprint for the line. So, yeah, the, the, I don't know. There's like probably about seven out of um, the top 10 who are all Aussies. Um, so yeah, it's looking really good, but um, yeah, I just hope uh, there's not too many D, uh, DNSs for tomorrow. Is Nicole a bad rider, a crasher? Sorry, Mike, just because is she is she not a good bike handler? Because she's crashing a bit or causing crashes. What what is 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 it her or is it just bad? One luck? thing I think could be holding a back turner is uh, she's on rim brakes. You know how I feel about rim brakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am getting a new propel. I'm just waiting for it to come and it'll have discs. So yeah, I will be changing. <laughs> oh, finally, you you have come. Yeah, to the yeah. Dark later side in the year. It. Later in the year. <laughs> you joined the century. <laughs> Well done. I want to get to this new segment that uh, we introduced ad hoc yesterday, and that is uh, what do I love about the Tour Down Under and what peeves me off about the Tour Down Under. I'll start by telling you what I love about the TDU is the fact that uh, all the riders are so accessible, they're relaxed, they'll talk to the members of the public, sign autographs, take photographs, and it's such a relaxed atmosphere. The Euros particularly are so happy to be here away from the cold conditions of their respective countries. And uh, I think that's what's given the Tour Down Under its, um, its image, and that is a positive image for spectators and for riders and for those that are watching who might be neutrals. Um, that's what I love about the Tour Down Under. Uh, personally, what peeves me off, and uh, coming from a television background, I've got to say, watching the television coverage, and I'm getting some negative reaction from listeners who uh, listened to us yesterday, uh, for example, uh, Bernie from um, Caloundra has said to me, he texted me today and said, Tomo, uh, what is it about uh, the host broadcaster and the fact that they go to a television commercial with eight kilometres to go? I mean, uh, 
why do they do that? It's it's the climax of a great state, of a big race. That's what pees me off. If you're a producer uh, that's familiar with world cycling, uh, multi-day events like the Tour Down Under, you leave the best or the last 30 kilometres at least ad-free and put all your ads at the front of the race. Tomo, there's an easy answer for that. You can, t- hey, Bernie, I'll tell you what you do. You get GCN and you buy a VPN and you'll have from kilometre zero to the finish ad-free and with great commentary, it's the best. So just get a VPN and watch it on GCN and all your worries are over. Yeah, I think that sort of comes down to um, Channel 7 not usually doing cycling and and they do sports like football where they know that the best time is to squeeze in ads is when there's been a goal or there's, you know, it's mm. the crescendo's coming to at the very end of the match. Um, and so you can really see that happening in, in the producers um, of a free-to-air, but it is on free-to-air. Sometimes we can't order our cake and eat it too, but so it is nice to be watching it and all your family to be watching it, but certainly a little bit of a frustration there, particularly yesterday when we're missing key moments again today as well. But holy hell, if they go to an ad break up that 3K climb up the corkscrew, then I will be pleased. Yes. Well, I'll tell you what's, what, well, not so much, it's it's the two down under. What's peeved me off is... Brody Chapman and Luke Plapp, not them personally, because I love them both. Their teams, give them white bibs to match their white jersey. Just, I want you to cast your mind back to Peter Mullins, Simon Gerrans, Matty Lloyd, Richie Port when he was a TT champ. They had white bibs. They look fantastic. I know Luke wanted to have it last year and the team said no. They said if you win the TT, we'll let you have it on the TT. Ineos and Trek, I'm not sure if Brody wants them, but give them white bibs. Nothing, white bibs just reek of success. White bibs are boss. It just, it, it like give them white bibs. It looks so good. Tanned Australian bodies, white jersey and white bibs with the green and gold, white, crisp white socks, white shoes, helmet with a little bit of green and gold on it. It looks fantastic. It looks pro do it. Don't be conservative. Black bibs are boring. I even recorded a song about it, Legalize White Bibs. So come on, lift. There's my rant. But some of us don't have the physique or the... Um, um... Mike, we're not. We're definitely not telling you to put on white bibs. Yeah, we're it's Australian the likes of and <laughs> Yes, yes. They've got great physiques, both of them, so they can wear well, white bibs. Tills, do you agree with Hollywood? I do. I think Luke Looks really good. I think it's really clashing with Brody's jersey, and I think she yeah. would um, pull it off really, really well. Um, and but you know, it, the 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 national jersey—not that it's a curse, but it actually can be quite hard to have in the peloton. I've heard of uh, national champions in the past who they get chopped out of their lead bunch or they get cut from their own team when they're following because you don't recognise the jersey, you don't realise that it's a a, a trek jersey, oh, wow. because it's a different colour. So. I know, um, particularly um, inside of the men's racing, having the national jersey can cause a lot of issues for that rider and really being chopped from their team train or cut off, etc. So potentially I, I, I'm trying to put a bit of a vote in for way, maybe why, but um, yeah, I think we've, you've just got to show them Hollywood. You've got to take that horse to water uh. and uh, show them <laughs> what they look like. Yes, yes, I do. Mike, you Hollywood, keep with your little black bibs. 
<laughs> Hollywood chills, I will. Um, tell us about the vibe at night in, in Adelaide when uh, everyone's out having dinner, having a few drinks, having a good time. Are all the restaurants full? A lot of them have been shut Sunday night. A lot of stuff was shut, unfortunately. That is that pees right? me off, actually. Hey, trying to find yeah. something open in Adelaide. Is, um, well, it's the city, city of churches, so nothing was open yeah. yesterday. Yeah, it was Sunday, hard to then, get dinner uh, last night. You, you got to get organised with your Coles uh, shop because that's usually shut by five pm rather than. Why would you do late. that? Anyway, why would you do that? Why would you shut sim- down? Simple folks, simple folks. So, um, but no, the restaurants are looking good. I think it'll get it's getting busier and busier. And um, I'm off to do the Norwood Criterium this evening. It looked oh, um, good luck, absolutely Tills. on fire last night. So as long as I keep it upright, I think we're mate, racing with the men. So um, yeah, it should be. Should be nice and hot, should be fun. But, um, yeah, I think there's been a fantastic vibe down there. Um, lots of people. A lot of people come over from Victoria and other states and uh, racing there as well. So, yeah, there's a great vibe around and a um, lot of riders. And it really feels like the Tour Down Under, not even the Tour Down Under just before the pre um, um, pandemic, but years before that when it was really crescendo. I think everyone's back. So, mm. yeah, great to be down Is here. It, yeah, I'm looking forward to the, the, um, I'll be there uh, tomorrow night. Is is the men racing with the women's tonight? Isn't there separate women's grades tonight? Not sure. I think it was separate last night, but I think we're all um, we're all together. So that's ridiculous. Be. But I reckon there's one team to watch down there tonight too. The PMA Guest Picks Racing. They're the ones to watch. The young girls from there. I've got the inside word today. PMA Guest Picks Racing. They're my little inside tip tonight. So watch out for those girls who juniors raced yesterday. They went well. So watch out for these girls tonight. I told them all that you are the one to watch. So I'm sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) And Tills, you're in fine form as well. And look out for uh, a good friend of mine, Nicole O. Sure, she's uh, 10 years your senior probably. But she's in form and so are you. So good luck to you tonight at Norwood. Well, that's the program for uh, tonight. That's the program for today. Uh, Stage three or episode three coming up. Hope you uh, join us. Look forward to it. The Domestiques, they continue. Bye for now. Domestiques. The Domestiques by Blackship Sideman.